the following episode contains strong language, violence, and references to drugs and alcohol. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. And when you enter into Lewis's office in the back, you see him with a familiar face. Hey, friends. Ah! No! <laughs> yes! Uh, Laserhawk, this is uh, Hyperact. So I went undercover and I joined this group called the Aces Clash Club, which is kind of like a fight club for powered people. <laughs> Making my way to the top, I've been trying to find out who's running this thing. I don't know anything except that they're called management. Let's kick his ass. Agreed. We discovered that management does report to somebody, though we haven't been able to figure out who quite yet. Let's kick his ass. That is why we're bringing you in. With how dangerous things are getting, we do want to extract Hyperact, but we also want to do our best to bring this to a close. We actually don't tell each other our real names outside of the Aces Clash Club scene. Over there, I'm known as Nightlight. I'm current. You can call me Strobe Light. Midnight Neon is willing to fight whoever you put in front of Midnight Neon. Shows someone on the screen, kind of a rather nondescript looking buff guy with like a shaved head and camo pants. This gentleman, known as Copycat, can duplicate himself. Uh, one is kind of a gentleman who seems to have like long dagger fingers. Uh, this one is named Claw. Brings up a guy who's kind of like very kind of oily looking, long, strangly hair. This one goes by the creative moniker Sticky Steve. Sticky Steve! He's my new favorite character. We have reason to believe that these two have been recruited into the most recent bout. All of you would recognize one of them. It is Vapor Kappa. And the other one only Dan would recognize as Yartrav, original leader of the Atlantean Insurrection. But I just wanted to give you a chance to introduce you to our final recruit, I think, for tonight, unless anything changes for tomorrow. What's this bullshit gonna be? I know, I'm so scared. That is when Copycat walks in, unblindfolds the person who at least three of you recognize as Hornet, Pam. in the next morning. What's the breakdown of the sleeping situation for those who, who do not have their own rooms like Hyperact does? It's all of us in one room and then... Yeah, it's the th- it's the trio plus Hornet. Midnight Neon called top bunk. Oh, I forgot about that. So at least one of you has the top bunk. I will take a lower bunk because I don't understand why I would want to have to climb into my bed. So, so I have a gnarly scar right here from falling out of a bunk bed when I was 10, so bottom bunk. Oh no. Now, Hyperact, Myra... Nightlight. Yes. A woman of many names. You're going to give us an identity crisis, aren't she? 
Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> you've been doing this for a while. So presumably, you know, again, you've made a lot of money. Like, presumably when you get to this point in the day where they kind of lock everybody down, you have a really nice room. What does it look like? Yeah, what movie posters do you have on the wall? What? None. They move around. <laughs> Why would there be movie posters? I'm like a nomad. I don't have time to put stuff up. What do you mean you don't have time? You're a speedster. I guess that's a good point. You especially with your abilities. I mean, I imagine Copycat might also customize his room a bit because he could just like, you know, make an unlimited workforce. True, true. Sticky Steve just Clorox wipes everything every day. I have a queen size bed because sleep is important and it's going to be like smack dab in the middle of the room. I might have some like workout equipment there so that I don't have to be in the gym with everybody. Don't have to deal with the plebes. Peace of mind. Yeah, exactly. Also, I just did some basic math. Uh, I know they said it starts at 3,000 per night, but if you have been doing that for 3,000 per night for almost four years, you have almost $150,000. Oh, shit. I could buy an RV. So yeah, I would have like the standard room, whatever they give me. And I would just have like some workout equipment so that I don't have to deal with people downstairs or I assume it's upstairs. Uh, it's kind of all in the same level. Um, okay. So yeah, you're up for the morning, I imagine. You know, I think actually the new folks, you probably wake up to uh, the sound of copycat banging on the door and saying, hey, newbies, wake up time. Oh, wait, this time I can do it on purpose. <laughs> Congrats, Dan. Th- thank you so much, Dan. Yeah. RC, I'm still Laserhawk. I was up to begin with. Laserhawk sleep, especially in a strange new environment? What are you, high? I like the idea of Copycat, like, having multiples of himself at every door at the same exact time. And you also hear him say, there's gonna be chow in the mess hall. Midnight Neon wants blueberry muffins, baby. Okay. And he walks away, away from the door you hear. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. You just gotta okay. out crazy them. I make a blueberry muffin and just like chuck it at him. Chuck it at Laserhawk. <laughs> Can I roll the catch muffin? Roll it as an agility check. Uh, that's a uh, sixteen on muffin catching. Sorry, DC at thirty-seven. But Ruby probably didn't throw it very well, so like you just like caught it, and you were on the top bunk, so you'd like reach down and grab it out of the air. I mean, I'm okay with falling out of the top bunk and superhero landing with a muffin in hand. <laughs> kind of fucking ridiculous show do we put on? See, in my head, I was aiming straight for Lizardhawk's like face. Hyperact. I imagine you're gonna wake up, probably take off a sleep mask. Yes. Accurate. Do you also go into the mess hall or do you have like your own food stash? I might have my own food stash, but I want to go in the mess hall just because I have brought the gang into this. So I want to socialize with them. I want to see my friends. Okay. So, so you would say this is not standard. You would say most times you don't eat with the rest of the group. Yes, that is correct. As you make your way into the mess hall, you see Claw, you see Sticky Steve, you see... You see Vapor Kappa, you see Yard Trav, you uh, don't see management. Management's probably the only one who's really missing from this group. Damn it. So what do you do? Uh, it's kind of like buffet style. And it's it's connected to like the workout facility slash like the sauna room. Let me tell you what I'm getting, baby. I'm getting nothing but carbs and protein. Carbs so I can hit that cardio, get a good pump in protein so I can build that muscle. We talking hash browns and sausage, baby, as well as my muffin. Is he saying this out loud? Yes. Who is he saying it to? <laughs> I'm saying it to my DM. Everyone. I just want to know, like, so you're, is is Brock Balea doing this voice in his own head? <laughs> so if this is being said out loud, then I'm sort of going to pretend like I'm everybody else and, like, sort of look at you, but just, like, walk around you, like, give you, like, s- so- like COVID space. <laughs> <laughs> Grab my blueberry muffin. Sam understands the general reaction of everybody that works here to your demeanor <laughs> so far. 
I mean, Myra's probably doing that, too, because Myra has a connection with Yardak and Ruby. She'll know what the fuck I'm like. She doesn't know if this is just me. Except for that one meeting you had. Yeah, where she didn't even interact with me. So I give, like, a a six-foot COVID amount of space. I grab a blueberry muffin, and then I just, like, sit in the corner of a room. Made of the blueberry muffin kind of day to day. Sticky Steve looks at you. Where'd you get that muffin? Muffin button. (laughs) What? What? <laughs> what? Wait, I mean, they know my powers, right? And I, I make a blueberry muffin. I hand it very nicely to Sticky Steve. Okay, no, I don't think you've made anything edible. You'd only made like those. The only thing you had made were those walls to try to stop Myra. Well, yeah, but I, they know I have powers. Quick question: Did you say what's in the buffet? I did not. The buffet is whatever you imagine a normal breakfast buffet will have, plus whatever weird thing you may try to ask me about. I, I think blueberry muffins can be standard in a breakfast buffet. Oh, fine. I just wanted to give a Sticky Steve a chance to interact with uh, Laserock, but I guess I guess y'all don't want Brock to be happy. Sticky Steve, my boy, let me teach you about proper nutrition when you're trying to build muscle onto your body. Now, the first thing you need to so know- So meanwhile, the rest- <laughs> So meanwhile, please let me keep Sticky Steve. I'll take care of him. I'll feed him and walk him every day, Dad. I got an everything bagel with some, like, capers and some <laughs> locks. So, after you get your food, where are you sitting? I imagine, like, the main crew, Claw, Copycat, Sticky Steve, they're all kind of at their own table together. And then you've got, like, Yard Trav and Vapor Kappa kind of doing their own thing. Considering that I don't normally hang out with them during lunch and I, I keep to myself, I'm going to say that I gravitate towards where Ruby and Yardak and Laserhawk are. Since I brought them into the place, it would make sense that I'm talking more to them, I think. Also, where's Hornet? Hornet's just been following y'all around, but like, you know. Although Ruby's gonna say, like, should we sit with the others to try and gather intel? That's not a bad idea. Well, I guess I'm sitting with Sticky Steve and the Sticky Buddies. I think, yeah, we sit down at the table with them, and just, when I sit down, I'd be like, you had pumped for today's match? Hey, guys, excited to beat each other up? So Copycat kind of uh, brazenly says, yeah, I'm ready to kick a little ass tonight. And he, like, very decidedly looks at each of you. Now tell me, Jack Daddy. I have no idea how these brackets work. Is it an eight-on-eight style tournament? Are we talking round robin? Are we talking go in there and start clubbing until you can't club no more? Then they're gonna send someone else in the club. Or what's the deal like, baby? I just, I genuinely look. It's like the last one, like Hunger Game style. Is that what that means? Claw kind of looks at you and goes, "Well, you see, uh, usually we do a couple one-off fights. You know, kind of get the crowd riled up, and then we might do something more exciting. Some, you know, maybe three, four-way match, and then." Depending on how everybody's condition is by the end of this, we might even, you know, do a kind of big, big match at the end. Depends, you know, on how the night goes. You know, we keep it flexible. Now that's the kind of book in mind I want to hear about. Midnight Neon is going to become a star and think a long time like that with a book in Now maybe that's how we're going to get there together. We're going to go to the mountaintop. We go into the Omni in Atlanta, baby. We're going to take this thing worldwide. I need someone else to speak. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby just goes. Ruby just goes. Looks at Laserhawk for like a a good like few seconds. It just goes. Anyways, I I think it's safe to say that we all just like stare. No, Ruby actually goes. Anyways, is there any more time to train today, or like what's what's the plan for the morning? While you're asking that, I think Hornet kind of elbows you and says, "All right, buddy, scale it back just a little, just a little bit." <laughs> Y'all have never been this deep undercover before. Do not speak to Brock about Midnight Neon. <laughs> Is Midnight Neon is Midnight Neon like a, like a, a reassumed identity? Like, is this like uh, Matches Malone is for Bruce Wayne? Hold on, hold on. Did you just say we've not been this 
far undercover before? Yeah, Sama's been undercover for four years. Yes, so I feel like me and Sama would have a lot to talk about. Sama <laughs> would be very useful for Brock unpacking some things. But for now, you all get to deal with me like fucking Negon. So anyway, uh, what was your question again, Rachel? So what's the plan for the morning? Any more time for training? Yeah, normally it's all day, kind of like, you know, pamper, relax, train, whatever you feel like you gotta do. And then around uh, 6 p.m., people start showing up and the shit gets real. Cool, cool. Uh, and that's when you see management kind of stroll out. He's got his uh, shirt kind of pulled up to the elbows. He's looking real jazzed. So I run up to him and I say, you seem to be in high spirits today, at least much higher than last time I saw you. Oh, it is gearing up to be a big night tonight. I'm, I just think with the number of folks we have coming in, and I've got some, uh, some, some ideas I've been kind of mulling about that we might be able to implement. It's going to be... Exciting. I can't tell you anything because I don't want to give you an unfair advantage, not that you don't already have one. <laughs> Let's get pumped up. Let's get ready for tonight. How's everybody feeling this morning? I'm pumped. Let's fuck this fight in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second to process that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so many bloopers tonight. Ruby's response is, oh, my God, these, they're going to get me killed. I just goes, yeah, really pumped in a normal amount. Really pumped in a normal amount. <laughs> Everyone is now suspicious of Ruby. I was trying to think of a movie quote to say. And I just go, I am Spartacus. I'm in my baby. It would be funny if someone was like, I thought you, wait, what the hell was my name? Fuck. Yeah, uh, strobe light, midnight neon, nightlight, and current. And then just a reminder that uh, Yartrav is Tide Titan, and there is Copycat, Claw, and Sticky Steve. It would be really funny if I said I'm Spartacus and someone said I thought you were strobe light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, no, so that's Sticky Steve's response. Oh, I thought you were strobe light. We don't do real names here. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a movie quote. Maybe, Daddy, have you never seen the great epic that is Spot a Kiss? Nah, I don't really like movies. <gasps> oh. Ruby looks just crestfallen. Like, Ruby just looks so hurt. And I go, none? Is this better or worse when Sloane Matthews shot Lydia? <laughs> is, this bit, is this more of a betrayal or less of a betrayal? Ruby does not care about Sticky Steve nearly as much as Laserhawk. <laughs> I wrap my arm around Sticky Steve. All right, you. just so you know, you are so fucking sticky now. You are so that's, fucking sticky. Like, you're going to need to wash that shirt. Oh, no, that's fine. I, I imagine that Ruby made me some kind of a long sleeve sleeping shirt, and because Ruby made and I feel like I don't have to worry about the long-term stickiness of this particular article of clothing. This ain't my working gimmick, baby. Don't worry. I got a whole other set of duds for that once I get in the weed. Sticky Steve looks to the rest of you for help. <laughs> 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 because I just need you all to imagine a... a 40-year-old yep. man speaking like this, <laughs> draping his arm over a 21-year-old. I just throw my hands up and shrug my shoulders like, sorry, dude. And I, I kind of go around and uh, kind of remove the arm. <laughs> just like <laughs> I imagine that it makes like a... A squelch. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I go, I'm sure we can find you a movie you'd like. What? And then I just go, seems like Fight Club could be fun for you. I did not understand cinematic masterpieces until I saw All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 Jack Daddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the two that broke me. <laughs> <laughs> so Claw kind of goes in and goes, if y'all want, we've got a we've got a pretty good uh you know entertainment setup in here. Please put the movie on and make him stop talking. Let's do it. And management looks up at all y'all and you realize that he's been talking with Pam, aka Hornet, aka Stinger. Awesome. Hopefully she's been advancing the plot. 
Why, I keep getting thrown off by you. I can't even think of the plot. <laughs> I accept my part of the blame, baby. Yeah, management goes, hey, you know, I'm making an exception for this one. She's got to go out and pick up some equipment for her fight. But I don't feel like that's fair. So, like, if any of y'all really need to go about town, if you need anything, you know, you've got the phones. You, you'll be able to get back to here. Pam's no longer speaking to him now, right? Correct. Yeah, like, she, she was speaking to him, you saw, and then he walked. Okay, so I go to Pam. Like, I ask her quietly, like, discreetly, like, are you getting your suit? No, I can't get the whole suit. You know, that'll be too much of a giveaway, but I'm going to try to, uh, I'm, I'm actually not even going to get the suit. I'm going to have him take me out. Uh, I'm going to get the equipment. I'm going to make myself some of the, uh, the stinger fists. I was like, good, good. And I said, I was like, your powers are cool, but with, er- with everything going on here, I, yeah, your equipment are part of your, it's part of your fighting style, obviously. I, I wouldn't want you getting hurt. Kim and I say that, like, Brock kind of walks in on this. Well, I imagine this is being whispered pretty quietly, so. So no. You know, no. <laughs> All right, I'll catch the kid later. And the management kind of goes, does anybody else really like, want to get out and stretch their legs, want to get out for a couple hours, you know? Tell you what, I do think that it would help my performance later if I'm able to go out and stretch my wings a little bit, Jack Daddy. I'll probably run around a bit. All right, all right, all right. Well, hey, um, if I could just have y'all back here, it's like nine o'clock now. And we'll say, if I could just have y'all back here by, you know, like four o'clock, we'll get kind of get our finished preparations. That'll that'll give us time to get security in here, to get everything all kind of set up. Sounds good to me, baby. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Works for me. So who all is leaving and who is not? I think I want to stay. I said I might run around because I don't know if I will leave or not, and I just want the option. Because he's looking for, like, a show of hands. I think I'm gonna stay around and try and get info. I mean, Ruby makes everything she wears. Like, she doesn't need to grab anything. I'm trying to figure out what's best for me to get more information on who management reports to, so I don't know if it's better to leave or come back. If my choice has no effect on the plot, then I'll stay. Uh, he points at Copycat, who makes two copies of himself. Oh, no. Should have seen that coming, okay. Yeah, just stick around uh, with Copycat here, uh, you know, he's not going to be all up in your business, but just kind of stick with him, and he'll, you know, he'll keep an eye on the time, make sure you get back. I would say, like, I whispered above Hornet and Laserhawk, I was like, well, if you're going to have to be stuck with Copycat, try to get some information out of him. Well, they kind of take you to the elevator, you head back up to the surface, and uh, Copycat kind of goes, all right, midnight, where uh, where do you want to go? Tell you what, baby, I think that I need to hit my own obstacle course. We go from rooftop to rooftop to limber up these old limbs. I, I have a funny idea, which I don't know if it will be possible, but I feel like uh, Midnight could just like be so annoying with the monologues that Copycat decides that he can't deal with it, and <laughs> <laughs> he leaves him alone. I need you to understand that that's actually low-key part of my strategy here. <laughs> Like, you guys think I'm just bullying around, but actually I'm hoping that I'm so obnoxious that these guys kind of fuck off and leave me to my own devices so I can do what Brock does. Get shit done. Get fiancés killed. (laughs) (laughs) I turn around and go, so entertainment system, you say? And uh, Claw goes, yeah, follow me. And he takes you back uh, to kind of a back part of the uh, facility. It's, It's not too many. It's like eight seats. Uh, like a little theater. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we got it hooked up to a to a streaming service and everything. Oh, so there's no physical copies of anything. No, Rudy was just gonna be obnoxious to see if there was a copy of the Black Cat. For shits and teehees, I'd make a roll for it. All right, fine. Roll for filmmaking to see if these international criminals who only have a streaming service also happen <laughs> to have a copy of your indie film. It's a spy movie. It feels like they would have it. 
It was 29. Claus says, you see, you look disappointed about it just being streaming, and you say, why? Like, you know, I mean, I've got, like, a couple of DVDs, but, like, there's so many more options on streaming. Oh, that's true. I was just, um... Oh, God, how do I even ask this? You have to say it's your favorite movie because you can't make a reference to anything that you did yourself with your real identity. Yeah. I heard the movie The Black Cat was cool. I've meaning to check it out, but I don't think it's on any streaming services. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> What are the fucking odds? Yeah, I got, I have that movie. It's, it's fucking rules. It's like, uh, you know, it, it could be better. You know, it could have a higher production quality, but it's like a great indie film. Ruby's inwardly like screaming that someone owns her movie. She knows it's an indie movie. She's fine with this. Cool. Let's put that on. And then I'm also gonna like, you know, ask Claw some things while, like, while we're watching the movie, try, try and see if I can get some information out of him. Claw grabs the movie. Uh, he loads it up. Are you joining in this movie festivity? Either of you, Hyperact or, or Yardak? I'll join. Well, my whole thing is I want to fuck around with Yartrav and pick his brain to see what's going on in Atlantis. They load the film up. Claw looks like, he's like a pretty stoic individual, so he's looking like, you know, pretty pleased that, you know, everybody's watching this film he really is really into. Mm-hmm. Sticky Steve's there, too, for that matter. Is this going to be the movie that gets Sticky Steve in the movies? Yeah, well, he's like, you know, everybody else is doing it, and he doesn't want to be alone. So, Yardak, what are you doing? Uh, how are you approaching Yardtrap? He's just back at the barbells. He's just, like, you know, lifting. Is he by himself? Yeah, he's by himself. I So I want to, like, walk up, like, I'm, like, in the process, like, I'm about to start working out, and then act like, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice you're here. Yeah, like, oh, man, didn't notice that you're over here with this giant fucking thing above your fucking head. Um, and also one of, like, the ten people in this facility. Yeah. <laughs> hey, brother, how's it going? Ugh, just getting my reps in. I was like, yeah, you ready to kick the shit out of these land dwellers? Fuck yeah, I am. I'm gonna try and go in some extra weight. You mind spotting me? Oh, yeah, for sure. I got you. He does. He has on, like, a shit ton of extra weight. That would suck if I didn't spot him, huh? But no, I, I'm not gonna murder Hobo Yartrav. I'll kill him regularly. I'll hold my hands out. And he's kind of talking in between. He's like... What's on your mind? Dude, you had me thinking yesterday about all that shit about Atlantis and all the shit that's going on and people leaving. Yeah, I heard about uh, a bunch of them are kind of forming forming a little uh, enclave, some kind of island thing. Can anybody go? Are you going to go? I don't know. You know, anybody who really sees me, who knows what I'm all about and isn't isn't on board might... Uh... Yeah, I mean, well, are you going to try to start your own group or something, or are you just going to try to go it alone? I haven't really been thinking that far ahead ever since I got out of there, and I, and I know I realized that you know, Atlantis is going to hell. Figured I'll find my own way. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, you were doing your thing, but uh, is there anybody else down there that's still of, like, like mind, you know? I'm sure there's plenty of them, you know, especially with the monarchy, you know, being revealed for what it really is. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Can I roll an insight check to see if there's, like, any, like, way I can, like, press him to get information, or if there's even any information I could get from him? I'd say persuasion if you're trying to convince him to do something. You gotta tell me what you're trying to get out of him. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm just trying to get info. I don't know if you even have any info to give me, but do I know how he got out of Atlantis? Because he was in a jail cell. I mean, he just said that he escaped in the chaos. Here, Okay, I'm gonna try to persuade him and say... Make it all seem like I seem like he's a kind of like a badass to get on his side. So I know that you were in a jail cell, right? Like, how did you escape? Like, that's pretty badass. Like, did, like, how did you get out? Did you do anything like on your way out? You know, leave him a little surprise. Uh, roll a persuasion check. 17. Yeah, brother, you know, uh, once all the guards kind of abandoned their posts, I was able to, I had been kind of trying to figure out a way to get out. And once I realized there was no one that would stop me, I just, uh, you know, made my way out. I just did it all quiet, like, you know, depending on how crazy it's been down there, they might not even realize I was in a deep, dark hole. Like emotionally or physically? Physically, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing great mentally. Uh, you know, that's good to hear, dude. All right, Yardak, roll for emotional breakthrough. One last persuasion, and then I guess that'd be kind of be the end of my uh, uh, conversation with him. 
So, like, in all your time, like, doing, like, that, like, insurrection stuff and, like, being in jail, like, do you know, is there, like, anybody down there that's still trying to, like, lead the charge? Especially with the chaos of the monarchy and everything kind of being crazy right now. Nah, nothing I'm really aware of. Nothing I'm really in the know on anymore, especially at this point. You know, there was, uh, what was his name? There was Yardane. I don't know what the hell, he, you know, I don't know if they still got him or not, but. Yeah, I know he went crazy up here on land. I decided to leave that behind, you know, if I ever really feel Atlantis calling back to me, I'll head back that way, but that's not. Ooh, because he thinks we're comrades. I want to give him my number and be like, yeah, you know, if you ever hear anything, like, hit me up. Give him my shell phone number. Oh, your Ripplecom? Yeah. We're just way too liberal about giving out our phone numbers Yeah, to wouldn't that, wouldn't that reveal, like, your identity or. It's a magical conk that gives me messages. It's not listed under the white pages. I want to point out that Ruby gives out visual aid's phone number because she has a separate phone for visual aid. She has a burner phone. I appreciate that. I'll, uh, you know, I might hit you up. Uh, you know, if I'm ever if I'm ever looking to, you know, get something done. You know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm uh, I'm just gonna have to ask you. You know, don't. Don't be too sore with me if I kick your ass tonight. Ah, uh, you can try. And that's when he finishes, he racks the weights. And he, uh, he's, just, he's like, alright, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go shower you, uh, you take care, alright? You got it, dude. <laughs> and I give him, I give him the Michelle. <laughs> I was saying that. <laughs> alright, so what's going on back at the, uh, at the movie theater? Ruby tried not to be too obvious, I'm like, yeah, that seems cool, but trying not to say too much about the movie. One, because she's not actually that arrogant. And two... <laughs> she's trying to stop herself from sharing like fun facts okay so you're just sitting in silence and watching the movie well i was i, I was saying stuff like oh yeah that's cool and um i kind of like engaging claw and sticky steve in conversation and being like uh, about the movie and then trying to slip in things in conversation like subtly like dude they gave out so much money where the hell is this money coming from like i mean I don't really care, but also, you know, it's nice to know who you're in bed with. Sticky C goes, yeah, they, uh, they get, you know, all these, uh, high rollers that come through, they, they are dropping loads of money to come see these fights, and the betting rakes in so much cash. Claw, when he says that, kind of goes, hmm. <laughs> and Sticky Steve kind of, like, quiets down about, about the money then. Good to know, good to know. I want to put questions at Claw about that grunt he made, like... You got a problem with with betting? And Claw kind of looks at you and goes, of course not. But like, I don't think management's going to want newbies knowing, you know, all, all of his business. Oh, that's fair. And he looks at you and he goes, no offense. Nah, nah, none taken. I gotta, gotta earn my keep. You guys been here for a while, right? Yeah, I've been here about, uh, about four years now. Yeah, same. It's a good way to make some cash, I guess. I didn't expect that, that copycat guy to literally be everywhere, like... It's in the name. Well, yeah, what'd you expect? His name's Copycat. I, they'll literally be... Feels like it's hard to get some privacy, or... I guess you don't really contact anyone from the outside while you're here, huh? He's not my favorite person. <laughs> yeah, and I, like, we kind of got, got that over the years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Strobelite doesn't know. Thank you. You know, it's nice to know where the beef is. Who to like if I'm like, you know, having to make a, a seating chart? Who not to put next to each other? I like you. What is this, a fucking Wendy's? Where's the beef? And Steve goes, yeah, I don't think management likes him too much either, but he does good work, apparently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. If management doesn't like him, who keeps him around? Uh, well, I think, you know, management likes, likes people that have been around for a long time. And uh, I just know that I've always seen Copycat kind of do whatever management asks him to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you got someone who'll do whatever you say, I would keep him around, right? If he does whatever he says, I'm just, why doesn't he like him? Seems like that'd be management's favorite person. I mean, yeah, but, like, he's kind of an asshole, you know? Yeah, if you, if you want to call intimidating people and 
bullying them into doing things against their will, good work. And Sticky Steve just like, uh... And Claw goes, hey, hey, hey. Management asks us to do things, keeps keeps money coming in, keeps good shows going on, keeps us moving. I, you know, I don't want to... We shouldn't be disparaging our employer here. We all gotta work. Boot liquor? <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be disparaging our employer. It's worth reminding you that this place has like listening devices all over the place. Oh yeah. And also he and also Copycat will intimidate people. So like I think Claw has an idea of like, you know, where not to rock the boat. And I'm not saying anything that isn't true that nobody knows. Like everybody knows I'm not happy with Copycat, so And then Sticky Steve goes, you know, I heard, you know, you saw management was all all real happy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that was about. I was checking with the security logs and I saw now he's looking for a lot more security in the VIP booth this time around. I think he's got some kind of special guest coming. I kind of got that feeling too, but he has not let anything slip. Do we want to try and take bets on who we think it could be? I honestly have no idea. I think it's whoever he talks to on the phone all the time. They never come by, but I always think he's trying to make the show more exciting to get him over here. Have you heard any interesting conversations? And he looks at you and goes, Maybe. Okay, what do I roll? Persuasion. Okay, wait, Salma, what's your persuasion? One. Oh, let me do this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and I go, oh, no, my God, you've got to spill the tea. It's just, we've got to have some gossip for each other. All right, roll persuasion. Oh. 25. He says, listen, I don't know a ton. What I can tell you, he's always seemed to fancy the ladies when we go to different towns. And I'm pretty sure this one's a lady because he seems like he's trying to charm her. And the only other thing I can figure out is based on the way he talks to her, she doesn't get out very much. Okay, Dan. <laughs> now I think it's Adrian. I told you I had a gut feeling that Adrian is involved. Dan's is actually making a whole lot of sense, so I'll be the one to Dan. If it's Betsy, I'll kill her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's what you found out. Okay. Meanwhile, Laserhawk, uh, you're heading out. With Copycat, what are you up to? Talking his ear off. So I'm not 100% sure what I would roll for this, so here's how I'm going to pitch it. I want to do Intimidation, but a slight modification where I'm rolling for Irritation. (laughs) You just use that voice. I've been thinking that that's what you'll do anyway. (laughs) You're going to use Intimidation, because the default thing about Intimidation is it might get someone to do what you want. But it sets them as, like, their default stance then is kind of against you. Like, if it was The Sims, they get the red bar. Yeah, I'm trying to annoy him until he's not really paying attention to me anymore. Alright, tell me a bit more about what you're doing for this. Listen here, baby, the first thing you gotta do is make sure that your cardio is on point. You're gonna be in there, you don't know if you're gonna be in there for 5 minutes, you don't know if you're gonna be in there for 10 minutes, you don't know if you're gonna be in there for 30 minutes, you don't know if you're gonna be in there doing an hour-long Broadway Jack Daddy. So the first thing you gotta do is you gotta make sure that you can go the whole route. If you only go on five minutes, you gotta make sure that you're only going for five minutes. It's a loud explosion, but if you're going for an hour, daddy, you gotta pace yourself out. You gotta pace yourself out to make sure that you can go the whole 60 minutes, Jack, daddy. Did we get the point here? Okay, Midnight Neon. The great thing is, I can't tell if this is the character annoyed or RC. Yes. You know, I just, I'm, I'm just kind of hanging out with you, right? You don't need to talk to me. In fact, at this point, I'd fucking prefer you didn't. I will tell you what, baby. I'm gonna go do my cardio then. I will see you on the mountaintop that day. Roll the intimidation. 31? <laughs> 31. He's so fucking annoyed. He goes, all right, yeah. And I imagine, like, you're... You've kind of gotten to the location. He sees maybe like a hot dog stand. He's like, all right, I'm going to get something to eat. Just don't go too far, okay? Sounds good to me, baby. See you on the top. 
Does he have to feed each one of his bodies? I have many questions about how copycat powers work. Can I say that Brock, for the purposes of never knowing what shenanigans he is up to, has a burner phone around here where I could shoot a few texts? All right. I'll, yeah, I could see you using that as like an edit of the scene. So yeah, that's what that's the term I was looking for. So I want to send three text messages. Okay. Wait, two text messages. I don't want to involve my kid in this. Why would you have thought of that? No, it's just because whenever I'm in a perilous situation, I like to send my kid a hey kid, I love you text just in case I die. I think I sent him one before I came to this whole situation, so fuck it. Two texts. The first, data cracking. Okay. It's Brock. I can't go in too much detail. I need whatever information you can pull up on these guys. Don't send it to this phone. Reroute it to the laser hut. Here's everything I know. So it's just about, like, what, about everybody in the facility and stuff? Just trying to get as much information on this organization as humanly possible, because I feel like even if we do chop off the serpent's head today, it's gonna be on some Hydra shit and not be gone. Second, I'm sending essentially the same text to Mosey, because he said he would try to help me before, if need be, and he's got his ear on the ground on, like, hip local happenings? More than anyone else I can think of. There's no way that Mosey knows nothing about these guys. And who knows, maybe he'll be able to find something that Data Kraken misses. One way or the other, I've never called on the boy before. This seems like a good place to start. So Data Kraken just says, on it, I'll route it to the laser hut. And Mosey says, all right, well, keep your phone on you. I, you know, I don't always want to send everything to the laser hut. Nine times out of ten, I will have my phone on me. This is the one time out of ten where it's gonna be a second till I get back to you, kid. I appreciate it. I'm gonna pick you up that Minecraft DLC pack you've been looking at as a thank you. How old is Mosey at this point, by the way? Is he like <laughs> old enough to still be playing Minecraft, RC? I'm almost thirty. Fuck you. <laughs> that wasn't my. That was a legitimate question, but also I wanted the idea of him starting to age out of Minecraft at some point. I mean, he was twelve whenever we had our adventures, so age him up from there. It's like a year ago, so he's like thirteen. Okay, so you send that text. What else do you do? I don't know. Just kind of enjoying freedom. Like, legitimately stretching out, trying to make sure that I'm ready for a fight, because I'm 40 years old and I'm too old for this shit. Despite the braggadocious nature, Brock's not happy right now. And so do you meet back up with Copycat eventually, then? Oh, yeah. Like, I make sure that, like, with the exception of when I shoot those texts, like, I'm trying to be within eyesight of him. I would have tried to get information from him, but it seems like he's kind of over my shit, and that's fine. I have better people on it. Maybe Pam got something. Maybe. Yardak, it's probably around this time you see Pam and the other copycat come back in. The other copycat goes over to the one from this morning and forms back into him. Do they kind of walk, split apart, or does... No, 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 no. The one that was with Pam goes back over to the original and molds back in. So then I want to kind of, like, mosey my way up to Pam in, like, a not drawing attention to myself way and be like, so, like, what's up? You got everything? Yeah, yeah. They're going to let me use uh, one of the rooms here. I'm going to cobble something together here all right all right all right so i want you to get hurt kid it's a bag full of like gloves and wiring and batteries and stuff uh you worried about tonight are you are you good i know you don't got your whole kit tonight but yeah it's just uh you know there's something different i know it might be it might be weird for you to hear but like it's something different when you put on the mask you know you get to be somebody else but this is just 
me going out there, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel you, kid. Especially, like, us going out there all the time and I never wear a mask. I don't know. Yeah, it's that uh, that lack of anonymity, knowing that even after this, they'll still know who you are. And she looks at you and goes, yeah, but I mean, at least you got that glamour charm going. So, like, you know, people don't see the real you right now. To be H, I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I said it. Okay, so it's around that time when you finish up that conversation with Pam that the movie finishes up. And I would imagine probably decently lining up with uh, maybe Laserhawk returning. What does Sticky Steve think of my movie? <laughs> that was all right, I guess. You guess? <laughs> well, I-, I told you, I don't really like movies. I just, you know, I wanted to hang out with y'all, but like, you know, that wasn't really my, my deal. What-, what kind of entertainment do you enjoy? Well, I like, uh, I like uh, comic books, and uh, I-, I do enjoy... Um, I like throwing pebbles at tin cans. I used to like to go hunting, and uh, I like comic books and stuff, but I'm not really, I just don't really like movies it's never, or TV. It's never been really my thing. Can't compute, but okay. If you kept trying to press him on, he was going to be like, get off my ass, lady, you don't know me. Change your mind, right now. I asked Nightlight, slash, you know, Myra, I was like, what did you think? That was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Easily one of my favorites. I give a, a little smile and go, cool, I can't say thanks. So just a reminder, we've got, uh, Rachel, you have two hero points. Brandon, you have none. Brandon has one, and Sama has one. Or sorry, Dan has one. Sama has one. So you said that I'm back now, right? Yeah, I'd say this is probably around the time the movie ends, and and you know that conversation that Yardak had with Pam. I think that's when you probably arrive back, unless you're doing something else while you're gone. Oh no, no, I'm gonna poke my head in the room, look at a uh, strobe light, go, you there, strobe light. I need to talk to you about a thing real quick, if you will. Uh, this is me genuinely to the group. I think he means me. Yes, I'm talking to you, Throblite. You're the only one here named Throblite. I'm not talking to Sticky Thieb. His name is Sticky Thieb, not Throblite, if you will, Jack Daddy. I go out with Laser Hawk and say, I literally could not understand what you were saying. <laughs> Look, I get an deep undercover, but this annoying facade has enabled me to be able to get a hold of Data Kraken as well as Mosey. So hopefully, once we're out of this situation, we're going to have a lot more intel on who these guys are, who's back, and where the money's coming from, all of that shit. What have you guys found out? Well, apparently they think the whoever management is reporting to or trying or maybe is backing, they think they might be coming tonight. Good. They said they were he was really excited, um, and there's extra security. Uh this is more conjecture, but you know, we don't have much else to go on, but well, that's fair. Claw thinks it's a woman because of how he is apparently trying to charm her on the phone. And since something about her, he seems like he doesn't get out much. And now I'm worried because, I swear to God, if it's Adrian Hughes. Oh, God, I hope not. Yardak's gonna lose his goddamn mind. Brock also does have a humble request. I need you to make me an outfit for tonight. Sure. I'm going to give you a series of very basic descriptions. And you're <laughs> gonna, in response, give me a series of very basic garments. Do we have an understanding? Ruby genuinely laughs. Like... And I want to throw this out there. You might have to explain that one to to Sama. So, my character, unlike everyone else, has a catchphrase. I'm going to ask you a series of very basic questions. And in response, you're going to give me a series of very basic answers. Mm -hmm. Do we have an understanding? Mm -hmm. That was a variant of my catchphrase. And now I know what it feels like to be a sitcom character. (laughs) Also throwing this out there, RC, because forever ago I told you that Laserhawk used to have an outfit years and years and years before I gave up and wore what I'm doing now. 
I'm basically telling Ruby to make my old outfit because no one knew who Laserhawk was back then. All right, once you've done your little info dump and your request, you see management's come out and he kind of goes, hey, everybody, gather on up. We're, we're getting ready to, you know, people are starting to stream on in. Okay, I make sure Ruby makes like some swords and daggers and has them on her. And whatever matte sunglasses, is that what I was wearing to hide my identity? Uh, yeah, you were wearing sunglasses and I think a bandana. Was it a bandana or was I wearing a beanie? I thought it was both, like a hornet, like the original hornet. Do I need to roll anything to like run around and scope the place? You could roll an investigation check. Investigation is two. Fifteen. All right, so what sort of stuff are you looking for? Like, what's your general goal here? Um, I want to see if I can figure out... Like, more clues about who management is so excited to have as a special guest. Yeah, you find things that corroborate what Claw was saying. Basically, that there is a lot of heightened security. You notice that the VIP section is a little more cordoned off. Like, you're not even allowed back there. And you see, when you look out, like, when you kind of do this little zip around, you do see, like, this place is packed. Like, there's probably a good 500 people out there. Okay. But yeah, you don't get, you don't really get any details about who uh, this person is. Um, You do notice that the VIP area does not have uh, any kind of shaded glass, so like you will be able to see people that are that are up there later on if you take a look. Management goes out and he starts to to give out uh, the assignments for the night. Basically, to start out, it's going to be a series of two on two fights. Tag team competition. Ruby actually looks at this. Oh, thank God! I like my powers of support powers. The only ones that are not in tag team are going to be Yardak and Yardrav. Lovely. So you will be fighting each other. Part of the second wave. <laughs> wave. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, it's going to be copycat. Copycat and copycat. Yeah. Uh, so we're changing it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to start out with Nightlight versus Vapor Kappa. Followed up with Stinger versus Sticky Steve. Uh, and then a duo match of Copycat and Midnight Neon versus Strobe Light and Claw. And then after that, a uh, potentially last match, potentially not. Between current and tide titan. Sounds like the the grand event. Wait, quick, quick! Remind me again who Vapor Kappa was. It's Midnight Neons. I mean, Laserhawk's enemy. Yeah, one of uh, enemy, one of his enemies, who's a ninja who can turn into smoke. Oh right, okay. And and manager looks at you, goes, "Everybody ready? Love doing Jack Daddy. Let's fuck shit up." And he walks out into the crowd with the microphone. And he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests, welcome to Aces Clash Club." Alright, shit. You know who I am. You know what this is about. Pope Brandon Brown's new year. Brand new album. When You're High, You're High is 10 brilliant songs. The greatest you've ever heard. Kiss My Ass, William Shakespeare. Fur Elise wasn't even that good. Listen to songs like Goopity, Tearing Into Your Ass on the Highway, Apple Fritter, At That Age, and so many more. Now available on Spotify. Amazon, Deezer, Tencent, Tidal, I don't know. It's like almost 20 places. Go check it out. Again, that's When You High, You High by Pope Brandon Brownson. Now listen, baby, once you enjoy the rest of the episode, if you will. Hey out there. So we continue our adventure with the Clash Club. Meanwhile, we've got a few things coming up that we would love you to take a look at. This Wednesday, February 22nd, I'll be running a Sailor Moon-style game using Mutants and Masterminds. This is going to be done as part of a charity stream on friend-of-the-show Control-Alt-Quinn's Twitch channel. 
They are raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Then this Friday, February 24th, we will be running a game that returns to a distant shore on the Mayhemcast Twitch and YouTube channels. And lastly, Saturday, February 25th, I'll be playing in a late Valentine's Day stream on Green Ronin's Twitch channel. Be sure to check out the show notes to the episode or our social media pages for links to those. Hope you can come join in. But for now, let's get back to the game. And yeah, like we're talking like sparks are going off, like, like, you know, people are cheering. Considering how Brock as a teenager was an athlete and planned on becoming a professional athlete before he became a superhero, Brock is soaking this in. We have an amazing show for you tonight. And to kick things off, we have a performance by Carly exclamation point. (laughs) Ruby's having flashbacks to when she was forced to fight in an alien arena. That's fair. We have... Our reigning champion, Nightlight versus newcomer, Smoke Show. And that's like when you're both allowed, you're both kind of signaled to go out on stage. Do me a favor and hoof them in the balls for me. I'm going to do like a bunch of laps around the arena real quick, just to be like, here I am. And then uh, Vapor Kappa uh, appears in a puff of smoke in the center of the arena, kind of in a kneeled stance with his sword and kind of just slowly stands up. And the crowd just goes wild. All right. And so we're going to make this like some quick rounds. Uh, Give me an idea of what you want to do. Okay. Well, I know that he can turn into smoke. So I obviously want to catch him like in between. I don't know. I just want to like come at him real fast and like punch him square in the chest. Roll an attack check for an unarmed strike. 23. And what is the DC on that? The DC is 23. He goes to duck but you, with your extreme reflexes, just kind of catch it and move and kind of just catch him in the face as he ducks out, tries to duck out of it. Ooh! <laughs> Didn't mean to hit you in the face! <laughs> what is your parry plus 10? It's 15, so plus 10 is 25. So that's going to hit. Uh, when you do that, he goes into a puff of smoke, and then he appears behind you. The arm that you just punched with, he pulls his sword up and kind of just slices you across the... the... Ah! I don't like it. He slices you across the bicep. Damn, 25 wasn't good enough for that. No, thank you. All right, and what do you do next? Give me a couple, like, moves that you do, not just one. So obviously now I'm angry because I'm injured and it's not fun. So I want to... So I'm looking at my character sheet and I see that it says fast attack burst and in my head I'm picturing, like, throwing a bunch of lightning from each arm really quickly. Okay, so roll another attack check. Okay. To hit is 12, plus 14 is 26. Okay, and what's the DC on that? The DC on lightning throw is 23. So for that one, he is able to kind of just puffs into smoke and just kind of just only reappears in between the lightning arcs. I'm so angry. Moving closer to you as he does, he jumps up and puffs away again. And what is your parry plus 10 again? 25. You nimbly dodge out of the way, but he appears back like midair, like at the roof of the facility and kind of drives down with the sword. So am I dead now? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like you just in the nick of time, like slide out of the way. Oh my God. Okay. Like he wasn't, he wouldn't have killed you, but he definitely would have like, you know, done some major damage to you. Right. If I wasn't as fast as I am. One more round. And what do you do? So, so he appeared like right where? Where? On top of me? Uh, so yeah, he just descended from the sky and landed right next to you since you moved. Okay, so 
Let's see if I'm fast enough to like while he's right next to me. I don't know. This time I am aiming for his face to punch him in the face. Okay. That's another fast attack then. Yeah. Ooh, okay. 17 plus 10 is 27. And the DC is 23. So that time I think you punch and you catch him with enough force that you like your fist follows him down, punching him like... Good. Throwing <laughs> his head into the ground. That's what I wanted. <laughs> and he bounces off the floor and he lands... And he, uh, and he uses the hilt of his sword to tap out. Yay! Get back, scrub! That's it for our first round. Nightlight is our winner yet again. Either of them may be back later on. Let's hear another round of applause for these amazing fighters. Yay! That's right, baby. Choke him out. You choke him out now, baby. You go ahead and choke him out now. Next up, we have a fan favorite, Sticky Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and newcomer, Stinger. Um, and you see Pam comes out, and she's got kind of just like, just kind of a black jumpsuit on, kind of, with two essentially, how do I describe them? They look like fingerless gloves with brass knuckles over top of them. And you see she kind of tests them out right before she goes out. She closes her fist, and an arc of electricity comes over them. Brock is sweating bullets. This is his protege, and hopefully his protege to be fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Stinger. Yeah, who's everybody rooting for? Stinger. I just hope everyone has fun. I'm rooting for Sticky Steve, obviously. As long as there's no real injury, I would like Sticky Steve to win. How dare you? Like, <laughs> not like like an embarrassing victory. You're the one who outed Pam's identity to Jack, and you betray her this way. Sticky Steve gets out. They give a nice handshake before they get started. They both kind of square up, boxing style. Hornet kind of runs up, goes to give a couple quick jabs, catches uh, Sticky Steve in the stomach. The final one, though, gets stuck on him. Blech. And then he headbutts her. Note to self, teach the kid takedowns. And then Sticky Steve goes for another, like, punch while she's on the ground, but she spins and trips him. Oh, okay, I guess we covered that. Nice one. She goes and she kind of lays, like, she basically, like, straddles him and just starts, like, kind of wailing on him a bit. Electrical sparks are just kind of flying off of him. I'm so concerned for my new friend, but I'm so proud of my protege. Uh, in between hits, though, he reaches up, he grabs her by the shoulders, and he kind of, like, rolls backwards to roll, to, like, flip her over him. And then he gets up, and she goes to get up as well, but he throws down, uh, some stickiness at her legs, like, kind of, like, sticking her legs to the ground. And then he runs up and kind of does an elbow drop. Ooh. Uh, knocking her to the ground. You see a little bit of blood forming out her mouth about it. And then uh, before he can get up, he goes to try and do another one. You see her adjust something on the gloves and she just reaches out and grabs his leg and you just see like a massive bolt of electricity go off. Well played. Oh, damn. His leg between like the ooze and everything is kind of just like smoking a bit. Ooh, look who's the smoke show now. <laughs> <laughs> he falls to the ground and grabs it. And then she uh, takes the brass knuckles and arcs the electricity to kind of, like, cut her free of the stickiness on the ground. And then uh, she gets up, and she goes a step backwards and then runs forward, jumps into the air, flips her legs back, and lands legs first onto him. Damn. Uh, and that's when he taps out as well. Oh, no, Sticky Steve. And you see the crowd roars, and, you go, and, and management goes, Newcomer Stinger has won her first match. Five, Sticky Steve, you feel the stickiest, baby. You are going to freak him out. Oh, it's okay. He's not going to totally flip until we're not in character anymore, and I suddenly flip over the laser hawk. Then he's going to get hit with the tonal whiplash. All right. Next up, we have a duos match. We have Copycat 
and Midnight Neon versus Strobe Light and Claw. I'm gonna say that I slip the sound guy 20 bucks to play Rats Lay It Down, and I give myself my own pyro. Wow. Listen, I already have my sword out. So yeah, a lot of you come out, and I'm basically gonna let, uh, for the most part, the two of you drive the combat. What is happening? Like, I'll, I'll tell you what the others are doing, but tell me what, what you're trying to do. I actually want to use my hero point to edit a scene. Okay. Uh, to have some kind of reflective surface, but I was thinking maybe, like, disco balls? Let's just say, like, the, uh, the, the corners of the arena are kind of that kind of disco... Uh, like, and maybe there's also like some strip lighting uh, that's also made of the same kind of material throughout the whole place. Okay, and I'm going to tell my... I'm working with Claw, right? Uh, correct, you are working with Claw. And I'm going to tell him, cover your eyes. I assume Laserhawk might know what I'm doing here. But uh, I would like to basically just shoot Razzle Dazzle at that and just like swarm my two opponents with the Razzle Dazzle light. So there's, there's two things we're going to do uh, in regards to that. One... Uh, Laser Rock, what is it you want to try to do? Uh, well, I was going to try and zero in on Claw with a big old fucking haymaker to the dome. Okay. And I want both of you then to roll roll an agility check. 18. Also, I did that math in my head. Be proud. 14. Uh, it looks like uh, Visual Aid's going to get the one up on you. Fuck. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say you go and you jump into the air to try to like wallop on Claw. Meanwhile, Copycat is just splitting into multiple versions of himself, as he does. Uh, what is the DC on your Razzle Dazzle? And what is it resisted by? Uh, the DC is 19. Uh, will. It's resisted by Will. Laser Rock, you're going to want to roll a Will check. All right. I will say Ruby's mostly doing this to try and take out as many copies of Copycat as she can. 22? <laughs> uh, so you did it, yeah. And if you want to roll your attack on Claw, go for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, it looks like the original copycat kind of caught what you were doing and spun around but the others were already facing towards you mm-hmm. and they seem a little thrown off by the whole light show and laser rock 26 all right that hits what's the dc 25 25 you wallop him right upside the head kind of sending him spiraling to the ground and he also wasn't quite expecting that whole light show he didn't know exactly what uh visual aid could do i told him to cover his eyes i told him uh, meanwhile, though, he comes back up, does a 19 hit Laserhawk. What am I looking at for that? Oh, sorry, parry plus 10. Parry plus 10 is 16. Roll a toughness check. Well, this is where I shine. 27? All right, yeah, so he goes to kind of uppercut you with the claw. He must just catch the motorcycle helmet in a way that doesn't really, uh, hurt you at all. I'm not in the motorcycle helmet anymore. I'm in a full-on Luchador mask. All right, he catches you upside the mask, and, you know, maybe you're, you might be bleeding a little bit, but you don't seem to be hurt. Damn it, baby, I had to support him from Peru. Roll deception check. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben's about to call some BS. Copycat, meanwhile, starts running up to the lot of you. Uh, what is your parry plus 10 visual aid? 20. So basically, like, a whole group of them are kind of just wailing on you. Like, they just come and they start punching at you. Uh, you're going to want to roll a toughness check. That's rude of them. I don't like them. 17. You're going to be bruised, so you're going to get a negative one to future toughness checks and dazed. So next round, you can only do like a move or an attack. I know we're not doing like real initiative right now, but I just want you to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Like it might affect what I allow you to do. And then meanwhile, a bunch of them clobber onto Claw as well. Claw kind of fights back, grabs one of them and starts, starts swinging him uh, as like a as a makeshift weapon against the others. <laughs> Uh, I go, cool. Eventually, he lets go and makes another swing at you, Laserhawk, and that's going to hit. Roll another toughness check. My protective with a 33. Yeah, yeah, he's ripping up your costume real bad, but you're not getting any worthwhile hits in. Visual aid, what do you do? 
So where are all the copies of Copycat? All around you. Like, they're surrounding you. They're all enveloping. If you wanted to. Do you still have a hero point left? I do. You could technically try to do um, a sword attack as a multi-attack using extra effort. So I had two thoughts. That, of which drop on a bunch of anvils. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's use that hero point and do the multi-attack. You can hit as many of them as you want. You were surrounded by uh, five of them. So but for every one that you're trying to hit, it's a negative one. Actually, if you're just kind of swinging the sword in a circle, you could do. We could count that as an area attack. I don't know that I have area attacks anywhere on my sheet because I you don't. don't. Usually... Um, what is your sword damage rank? To hit, it says sixteen, and DC says nineteen. So they're each going to make a check to see if they're hit by it. Okay. Do I have to roll anything? An area attack. You don't have to roll anything. They have to roll to see how hard it hits them, and then they have to roll to see how it affects. Them. Yeah. Are they kind of dazed because of? Being blinded by my light. So yeah, they come up and they start wailing on you, but uh, when you get up and you spin and you slice them, think of them like putty patrollers from Power Rangers. <laughs> you slice them and they're hurt enough that they just kind of dissolve. Bye-bye. So here's the thing to know about this. With these with these kind of fights, you have the option to tap out. Otherwise, we're going to keep going until, until the fight's actually finished. So if you want to put on a good show, you want to, I would say, figure out a good point to tap out without having to do it as a knockdown fight. <laughs> Um, but it is Laserhawk's turn now. Having just knocked that guy silly, I am going to shift my attention over to my other opponent and try to put them in an arm bar. What the fuck does that mean without the quotation? That means that I'm about to hit you in a working hold, brother, and I'm going to need you to sell the shit out of it. Ah, ah, yes, yes, yes. I have lots of deception. Let's do this. I'm so happy we've been doing this long enough that you know what I said. <laughs> if you're cooperating with this, I'm not going to make uh, Laserhawk roll. If you kind of, in fact, roll an insight check. That'll determine if you know what Laserhawk's about to try. Okay. Like Laserhawk grabs you and tries to get a hold of you, and you're trying. But this is the question of do you know what's going on to go with it? I'm sure I'll know what he's doing because I'm decent in insight. Uh, Twenty six. You know from your practicing, like you remember this move. Um, and you kind of go with it. So, Laserhawk, what are you what are you trying to accomplish here? I'm trying to get my friend to tap out, mm-hmm. so we don't actually legitimately injure each other. So I imagine I'm wrenching the whole back and screaming like, "Come on, tap out, baby! It's time for you to tap out. It's time for midnight, and I'll go on the top, baby! Come on now, tap now!" While I'm ripping her arm out of socket. I need the audience to know that Brandon is winking very weirdly. <laughs> yeah, there. every other word has a big, strong wink. So, do you tap out, or what do you do? Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I pretend to, like, put up a fight. <laughs> no, stop. You can't take me down, Midnight, whatever the hell. The hell's your name again? Douchebag! Ooh, but Midnight Douchebag, I would like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I thought, I'm stealing it. I was like, you can't take me down, Midnight Douchebag. Oh, you just found your own death warrant. Working the shoulder. And I'm like, ah, and I go, fine, fine, and tap out. And I make sparks shoot out from every one of the corners. And it's at this point that a whole bunch of copies of Copycat pick up Claw and toss him outside of the ring and hits kind of the outer cage of it and bounce and lands on the ground. And he also taps out. Not a sumo match, but shit. Ruby just goes like very quietly. So just laser hucking here. Oh, damn. And that is a win for newcomer Midnight Neon and the old enemy of the people, Copycat. The man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour, Jack Daddy. I imagine you go to grab his arm to like lift it up in victory. And he just completely throws you away and just does it himself. Yeah, that sounds like a good heel move. That sounds about right. So you get to the back and management comes out and says, 
Ladies, gentlemen, esteemed guests. And he looks up at, for a moment at the, uh... Can we see who's in the VIP booth? Rachel, I think he's gonna tell us. Oh. So you look up at the VIP booth. You don't see anybody you quite recognize. You notice that it's a lot of, like, business people. Business, business, business. And he goes, do we have an amazing next treat for you tonight? Not just one, but two Atlantean warriors from the deep. And as he's saying this, the floor opens up. And begins to lift up to essentially what is a giant cube aquarium coming out from the floor. And then for you, Yardak, uh, it has a basically an entrance coming in from the bottom so you can kind of just swim on up into the crowd. Um, and you can't hear them that well because of the water, but you can see people are losing their absolute fucking minds. Their absolute goddamn minds about this. And then while I'm underwater, I don't know how to translate this to words, but I give them the... <laughs> so you wave your hand as though you're waiting for the crowd to cheer and holding it by your ear. And again, you can just tell like they are clapping. Uh, for those who are outside of the water, what you are watching your friend get a huge standing ovation here. The bell is put up against the water, and you hear the ding coming in through the glass. No, 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 no. Can we say that for this one, the bell is a nautical horn? Sure. So just underneath the water, you hear this big, deep, bassy... <laughs> Yardak, what are you going to try to do? Uh, since I'm completely fucking in water... And I can swim super, super fast. I want to basically want to turn myself into a torpedo and go right at his chest. So a charge attack, you can do that. You're going to want to roll an attack check, but remember it does also hurt you. Or you always have to roll a, a, a toughness check. Okay. Nat fucking 20, bitch. All right. What's your swimming speed, by the way? 330 feet a second. No, 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 no. Sorry, your swimming rank, I should have said. 10. Um, all right. So you slam into him super hard, like right off the bat. That's fucking cold, Jartrev. What about the toughness? Oh, that's right. For my re recoil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you have, to, you have to roll one against yourself as well. DC of 25. 25? So, yeah, you're fine. Hell yeah. You slam into him. He smashes up against the glass, and just ever so slightly, you see some, like, cracks form on the inside of it. Luckily, again, very thick glass, but it so it doesn't break through. Go current. He comes back at you, kicking off of the glass and swimming and stopping not too long, and he grabs two big fistfuls of water for water whips and spins around to hit you. What is your parry plus 10? Uh, 18. All right, uh, yeah, he hits you. Uh, roll a toughness check. Uh, it's a four, and nine is 13. Oh, man, you're staggered. Oh, no, after what I just did to him? Yeah. Girl. No, I forgot, I have two ranks in luck. I can just use one to re-roll. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. 21. So you're still gonna be dazed, um, and, and take a negative one? Damn, with eight extra points? What was the total? 21. 21, yeah, you're rolling against a D. Okay, so wait, no, no, sorry, 21. Uh, so you're just going to take a negative one bruise. Okay, that I'll deal with. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm bad at math, but that's a lot better than 13. He kind of grabs you with two big hooks of water, kind of cratches you like fish hooks and just like digs into you and pushes you down to the ground. Now, brother, we, we're just putting on a show here. We don't have to go too crazy, but I will put you down. Those are contradictions. He wants to fight, fight. He's, he's saying like, hey, just put on a good show. But if you keep coming at me. Well, I want to win. Yeah, I know. Quit working so fucking stiff, brother. Now, maybe you weren't paying attention earlier, but remember, the thing is, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to choose a time to tap out or convince them to tap out. I want him to tap out. I like the exact way that you said, well, I want to win, and I feel like that should be exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to say, like, well, I want to win, tap out, dude. Okay. Yeah, so what are you doing next? This might be a little sadistic, but I have the power that I can turn water into steam. Can I, like, flash boil him? What do you have to steam the whole aquarium out? Also, aren't you in the water? No, I just want to do it around him, not the whole damn tank. 
unless it says that there's anything about damage on it, technically you would have to extra effort to do that as an attack. No, no, Superintendent Chalmers. I said steamed yar hams. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that's a damage attack. I think that's just an ability. Yeah, I think that's just a... So yeah, again, if you want to use it as an attack, you can. It would just be um, extra effort. Is there a top to this tank? Or is it just like a... It's seal. Yeah, you're in a cube. Oh, fuck. I want to uh, encase his entire body up to his neck in ice so he just falls to the bottom and he can't do anything. What is the DC on that? It'd be whatever the rank is plus 10. A frozen fistic, if you will. 18. You reach out with this water... And, and swirl your hands around, and it begins to, like, morph around him and begins to harden. And he suddenly finds himself caught in it and begins to, to float up towards the top. And he's trying to move, but he seems to be stuck. And not being able to do anything else, he kind of taps his head against the glass. Yeah! <laughs> and then to show it was, like, that way he's not, like, actually piss-piss, because piss, I want to, like, use him in the future. I'm going to go, like, walk up, and, like, give him a little boop and make the ice go away. You swirl your hands around and it begins to form back, and he kind of hangs his head in shame and, like, puts his arm up towards the crowd. And some of them cheer and some of them don't. The management comes out as the aquarium sinks back down and goes, Alrighty, folks, we have one last big event lined up for you, but first, a quick intermission. What big event? <laughs> Early exclamation point. He kind of meets back with all of y'all. Hey, guys, everyone is doing fantastic tonight. If everybody's up for it, I want us to finish up with one last big brawl with everybody. It's the battle royal to end it all, baby. Can I ask Erdak to heal me? That's not me out loud, obviously, because I'm bruised, right? I mean, I can, like, as, like, yeah, as we're on the way. All right, so to do that, you're going to have to roll a stealth check. Well, you could just say, can I ask Current to kill me and say it out loud. <laughs> You know, I can say, like, just out of curiosity, do either of you, do either of you Atlanteans know any healing? Oh, then I don't gotta be sly. I heard that's something you guys could do. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha, come here. Thanks, here. And your trap kind of goes to stop you and goes, wait a second, you know, we're going in with our injuries, you, you know, I think we're all going into this on the sa- on the same page as we went out of the ring. I was like, oh, I, saw, I was thinking he could heal everyone. Brother, what are you doing? I, I, I was just trying to help. You, you said it's all fun and games. So she asked, oh, okay. I, I, look, I was like, I was thinking he could heal everyone. I don't, I'm not looking for special treatment. Uh, what do you say to your trap? Because he's basically just saying, like, I thought, it, I thought it was just you and me. Like, you know, we're going to win. We're going to take that money. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Well, the, no, that's what I said. I was like, hey, I was like, you, you said all fun and games. I was just trying to be a nice guy. So are you still trying to heal? And I go, and I go no, no, forget about it. I, I can deal with it. Yeah, yeah. See, she's a tough bitch. She don't need me. And I, I look at the other landing and go, trust me, I could handle it. Trust me, you gotta get more garlic in your diet. It helps your inflammatory system. What? That is true. Like, and so you see them going out and you're seeing the stadium kind of like, kind of going back into its original stage. They're putting out like some, uh, some obstacles and things to hide behind. Wait, I turned to management and asked, by everyone, do you mean like Hunger Games? We're all like, are we on like two giant teams? Whoever comes out on top. Everyone out for themselves. I'm gonna put myself in a goddamn box. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you make it to the end. <laughs> and as they're getting ready, Laserhawk, you feel your phone buzz. And I think everyone else, maybe you're kind of like looking out at the arena. You're looking up, and I'd say Yardak and Visual Aid, you know, you look up into the VIP booth and you see someone that you sort of recognize. You're just not 100% sure from where. Well, why does my text say? And your text says, I don't know for sure, but I just got a notification from a contact. It's Sorry, it's Mosey. My boy! Brock, I just got a notification from one of my contacts. I, this feels like it can't be a coincidence. L has left the underground. Excuse me? <laughs> I should have fucking known that the rat princess was involved in this bullshit. God damn it! Am I supposed to know who that is or no? No, you would, you would have no idea. 
Did we meet her while we were in the underground? Yes, she's the lady from the ramen shop. The one that Mosey uh, owed a favor or owed a favor. I stealthily said back, thanks, kid, on it. Um, and you see her up among all of the other dignified individuals, you know, wearing a nice, like, kind of red cocktail dress. Well, I know where I'm going after this royal rumble. I would say Yardak and Visual Aid see her, but you can't quite place where you know her from. I think I kind of, like, tap on Yardak and be like... She looks familiar, right? It's like, yeah, I know I know her. Why do I know her? I'm gonna say that Brock kind of moseys over that general direction. Ha, ah, moseys. <laughs> they're about to go do they're about to announce the final uh, round starting and everything. I just sort of do a walk by and mumble, just it's the rat princess. I think she's the one up there. I'm pretty sure that the rat princess sent one of her fucking rodents. Um, and if you want to explain who that is to Myra, please. So the Rat Princess is basically the big crime lord around here. Oh. Employs a lot of post-humans in their work, works a lot with cloak and dagger type subterfuge type shit. Honestly, I'm furious I didn't put two and two together sooner. Who did y'all guess that it was? I had no fucking idea. I'd guess Adrian. I thought that, like, Adrian was just, like, another middleman that was working with management, and then that. And I messaged Brandon, thinking that in some convoluted way, that Sloane Matthews was behind all this. <laughs> oh, Dan, you're so very pretty. No, at no point did I think Sloane Matthews. I actually saw him in jail. Management goes out and says, all right, folks, for our final event, we're bringing all of our fighters back out here for one last battle royale. Sparks are going off as you're all kind of signaled to be able to come out. Just for a cool effect, I don't know if it's possible for me to do, but I want to, like, charge up my fists so that they're sparking. All right, I imagine you could probably spin them around enough. My fists are also, the flavor text, kind of, like, doing some razzle-dazzling. And I got some water. And then, you know, give them a flex or two. I figured that all of my grandstanding and hot dogging went without saying. Yeah, that's fair. Time to showboat, guys! It's a four-corner... This one is actually set up more like a traditional wrestling ring, but with a cage outside of it. I'm guessing this one does not have the reflective surfaces that I edited it in last time. Uh, I mean, the ones that are already part of, like, the facility, sure. And the, the Atlanteans are not in water this time. Right. Now, they- but they're also- they were given, like, their own water to come- to bring with them. I imagine also- we never explicitly said this, but I imagine you don't have your spear with you. Just because that would be too signature of a weapon. True. So what are you all doing as this gets ready to, like, launch? Like, you see your enemies, you see Sticky Steve kind of sliming up, you see Copycat starting to- you can see him kind of, like, shimmering as though he's about to form out into multiple. And I'm just gonna whisper to, like, us, and I'm just gonna say, get everyone else out, then we can, like, pretend to fight each other. Yeah. You see Claw kind of using a knife sharpener on his- on his claw. Oh, God. Yeah. That Copycat guy's with a bubble pipe, I wouldn't mind showing him what for. Wouldn't mind that either. I want to see if I can knock- as many people out with, like, a lightning throw. Okay. Um, is your lightning throw set up to be a multi-attack? Selective on five, damage one. Okay, so you could. All right, so that's what you're thinking about doing. What about everybody else? Uh, I'm gonna punch Copycat in the copied sack. All right, so you're getting ready to attack Copycat. What about uh, Visual Aid and Yardak? I still can't, like, move and attack at the same turn, right? Uh, so your daze is worn off, but you still have your, uh, your bruise. Okay. So you can move and attack, you're just take negative one to toughness checks how close is is anybody to me or are we all in like sections yeah there's 10 of you normally unless copycat once until copycat starts copy so there's 10 of you in a four corner space so there's only like a couple feet in between each of you to start oh okay i'm gonna go after my with my sword after uh to claw all right going after your own teammate he's not my teammate anymore he loved your movie <laughs> 
He did. What? Did you want me to murder Sticky Steve for not liking my movie? <laughs> um, are we caged in? Yeah, remember, it's, it's basically, so think of like a four-corner wrestling r- uh, ring, and then there's a cage around that. And there is space, like, outside of the ring that you can get to. Does the cage have a roof? Yes. Damn. Okay, no, never mind, this will still work. Okay. I want to open with, I guess maybe it's like a little bit of a blitz attack, but because like, I'm like trying to be like super fucking quick. Basically use my water to propel like in my hand and like shoot it and to like make me go and then uh get Yartrav like from the bottom and like fucking like fling his ass like are you trying to propel yourself into him yeah like i'm trying to use like my the power of my water to push me in the opposite direction and fucking like to yeet himself across the fucking thing to yeet my fucking self (laughs) at his legs to make him fly off pokemon style okay so that's a little more involved then yeah. So we would do that as a water attack, but you have to use extra effort if you want to also move him with it. Okay. Uh, everybody roll initiative. Okay. Well, mine's pretty good. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, I have a 19. I rolled 16, and my initiative is 20, so that's 36. Oh, holy fuck. I'm a 31, so... Visual aid? Eight. All together. <laughs> oh, no! First in the initiative uh, is Hyperact. Roll for your lightning check. You can do up to five people. You have to tell me which of the five, and uh, it's a negative five on each roll. 15. DC is 23. You're going to roll five different rolls, and each of those was a negative five. So if that was a total of 15, it's now five. Is that correct? The total number you just gave me was 15. Did that include the negative five? It didn't. Okay, so that's 10. Okay. 12 plus... 12 is 24, minus 5 is 19, 23. Two more. 11, 27. I hit, that's what that is, so fucking hit. So, uh, you have five attacks, who are you trying to hit with all five? I wanted to try to take out as many different people as possible, but I suppose copycat might be the most difficult to take out yeah copycat has not copied yet take him out before he can copy can i choose which one gets him can i choose which hit got him sure um yeah the one where i rolled a 20 so like the 27 27 okay that one hits copycat i'm also trying to hit claw yeah, you got a 20 so i'll let you have that one tell me the other ones and i'll pick the numbers for them claw vapor kappa sticky steve so yeah sticky steve not Sticky Steve. It means Steve Sticky Steve. I'm kidding. Don't. You're a dickhead. The other Atlantean that is not Yardek. So you're able to hit Copycat and Vapor Kappa and Claw. You miss Sticky Steve and Yartrav. Uh, what is the DC on uh, your lightning attack? 23. 23. Uh, so when you send out these lightning strikes, yeah, Yartrav and Sticky Steve kind of duck out of the way. Copycat takes a big, like, hit to the chest, um, but it actually catches him, like, mid-split, so he splits into two. Claw gets hit pretty hard. He looks a little, like, thrown off by such a hard attack. And Vapor Kappa, you know, actually you can see a little bit of blood dripping down from inside of his mask. Uh, I get fucked. That's what you get for killing my fiance. And then next in the round, it's Laserhawk. What are you doing? I forget what you said. You said the copycat has split into two, right? Correct. Are they right next to each other? Yes. I'm a sock of both in the schnoz. Okay, so you're doing a multi-attack taser fist? Yeah, and that's going to be a negative one because I'm hitting two? Negative two. Okay, that's fine. Are they both fucked up? They look a little disoriented, but not really hurt. Well, let's get them really disoriented. One of their shirts is a little singed up, though. Oh, sweet mother of goat tits. Uh, that's a 28 on the first one. Okay. 
Please do just as well. That's a 25 on the second. All right, so both of those hit. What is the DC? 25. Everyone should have a big green. I have a medium purple. The one with the sin shirt gets hit and looks hurt. Like, I imagine he gets slammed to the ground, probably a little bit of blood coming out of that singe. Other one, meanwhile, like, you just slam him so hard, he begins to dent in before he melts away. Can we say that he bounced off the cage before fading into oblivion? He absolutely bounced off to the cage. <laughs> Midnight neon, baby. <laughs> you probably socked the, the original one and just full-on Spartan kicked the other one. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Like a flying Spartan kick, and that's what sent him flying back to hit the cage. And again, I just like to imagine him like a putty patrol, like, <laughs> <laughs> It is Copycat's turn, uh, who splits into four. I don't want Copycat to get a turn. <laughs> and all four go to attack you, Laserhawk. Bring it on, baby. I got the gift to gab, I got the gift to jab, and I'm about to put that lazy eye right back to work, what's your, baby. Uh, what's your parry plus 10? Parry plus 10, let me tell you, that's a 16, Jack Daddy. You're going to want to roll a toughness check, then. How many? Just one? Just one, yep. That's a 31. You can lick my asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, two of them grab you, and the other two just start wailing on you, and you're going to take a negative one to future toughness checks. On a 30 fucking one? On a 31. Yeah, well, because of their combined efforts, they get a higher DC. Oh my god, I'm about to juggle some cheeks like a circus clown. (laughs) Alright, so next it is Sticky Steve's turn. Sticky Steve actually tries to reach over, oil up all of uh, Yartrav's water. Like, basically try to turn him more into oil than to water so he can't use it. I love that. Like, he pretty much is just, like, wiping himself all over, like, just like like a squeegee, but for oil. (laughs) A reverse squeegee. Yartrav doesn't look hurt, but he looks really fucking confused and annoyed <laughs> and, like, insulted. Like, and disgusted. All right, next uh, is Hornet. Hornet springs forward, catching Vapor Kappa and just, like, swinging at him. Even though he is disoriented, he is able, because with his years, of, immense years of training, he is able to avoid the hit. And a spark of electricity just flies through the air as she swings at him. Claw, meanwhile, after Hyperax attack on him, uh, springs forward also to attack you. And kind of just as like this spinning slice at you. Uh, what is your parry plus 10, Hyperact? 25. To you, he might as well have been moving in slow motion. Like you lean back and you see the claw kind of... I do it Matrix style. <laughs> Not even full on Matrix style. I just have to lean back enough to let the claw slide by and you watch it as it just passed your nose. Um, and he tries to go for a few more and you just keep doing the same thing, just nimbly ducking and dodging out of them. Sweet. Uh, Yardak, it is your turn. I want to take a jet of water from my hand and point it at the ground and use it to propel myself across the... Is it a wrestling ring? Oh yeah, you're trying to hit uh, Yartrav, right? Yeah. Okay, so remember, you're doing this with extra effort. Uh, So yeah, you're going to propel yourself to hit Yartrav, but also try to send him flying. So roll the attack check. And 25. Okay, that hits. Uh, What is the DC on that? Would it be a water attack or an unarmed attack? Water attack. Oh, uh, 24 then. So yeah, you hit him, he goes flying over and hits the cage. You know, again, just looking really disoriented and hurt. And then I want to use my hero point to recover. You're going to use your hero point to recover? Alright, so it is Yartrav's turn. Yartrav, uh, looking very hurt, he stands up, he tries to go and use his water attack, but he is just, like, not able to. Too gooped up. Like, he's just so gooped in this oil, yeah. You've been ickied by the Steve who was sticky. So visual aid, it is finally your turn. God damn it. Okay. Claw's still up, right? Yep. Okay, we're going after Claw with the sword. All right, roll that attack check. 29. Yay! 29. All right, what's the DC on that? 19. What does this look like? 
as you take him out. Oh no! Oh thank god, you made a face and I was like, fuck, Rachel's dead. Because I like think this would be cool, I'm gonna imagine he tried to block me and then my sword just like went right across the like uh, his claws and made like a cool like thing sound. I try not to be too murder holy about this. So you caught him, remember he was like just swinging at Myra seconds ago. So I'm imagining he like tried to swing on me and I just like grazed it and I just like sliced, not like off, but I just like sliced his arm really, really good. I imagine he falls to his knees and you just like kick him down. Yeah. And he kind of just uses, he uses his claw to tap out and then rolls out of the ring. I just kind of look at the blood and just grow gross. Make that sword disappear and make a brand new one that looks exactly the same, just without blood. Love it. Alright, that is our first knockout of the match. Chapter 66 The Clash Club Part 2 Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our Ko-fi if you're interested in helping the show grow. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. This episode was written, produced, and taught to love movies and TV by myself, R.C. Byler, and edited by Pope Brandon Brownson. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on podchaser.com. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our font is by A.J. Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.